Welcome to Before You Tank, thriving in an industry that sucks. We say it sucks because 98% will fail. Our mission is to make sure you don't. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's weird to hear my voice first. It isn't is. it? You're freaking out right now, aren't you? <laughs> this, this, this I was just wrong. waiting to see their reactions. Like, let's see what happens. You guys, it's Keith's week. <laughs> Woo! Actually, I got to say it's more Bridget's week. I really have to just thank her for sending uh, an email in. Uh, it's always, I, I don't know, I just get so excited when people actually are taking the time to, you know, oh, it's us. one thing to listen. It's another to take the time to write in, let us know what's going on so we can help you out, so we can answer questions. Uh, in this case, thank you, Bridget, because she uh, was asking about Shark Tank. And, you know, she's addicted to that, addicted to our show. It's funny. She's frightened Tank and yeah. <laughs> because she listens too much to Shark Tank. But. Yeah. And I, you know, as I thought about that, I, you know, I think we talked a little bit about it. It was like, well, let's let's dive into it a little bit, what it is. And and if you step back for a minute, you know, we like to look at it as kind of a quote unquote reality show. But I think we all know. It's reality shows are entertainment yep. right and there's there's a lot that goes into them so i think it'd be fun to just talk a little bit about that um and and shark tank's not the only one out there but I think exactly it, it, it's the, exactly. it's really well known they've done yep. a really good job of making entertainment out of it they've done a great job of you know making this idea of bringing a product to market and building a business kind of mainstream you um, so what a great great topic um um, I saw Bridget, obviously I saw Bridget's email. Um, you guys, and um, I love it because when I go to talk, if I if I mention to somebody what I do, they automatically go, oh, Shark Tank. You guys, and Shark Tank is kind of the exact opposite of kind of what I do. Like, you're going there to bake for money, right? And I'm trying to tell you, go get sales, go get sales, go get sales, don't bake for money. And I, what I what I love about that is that it does validate my point about getting sales because how many times have you heard Mark Cuban go, and for that reason, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite like, Yeah, it's interesting because everybody knows them, right? And so everyone instantly thinks like, oh, well, if I'm going to get money, maybe I need to go on Shark Tank. But it is a production, right? It is for yeah. entertainment. And so even the folks that I know or worked with that have been there, a lot of times, many People decide to go on there more for the exposure. Exactly. Right. They want the publicity, the exposure, the name recognition. And yes, they may get funding out of it. But even just that, you know, 15 minutes of fame, as they say, right, you're on the show. So many people see you. It's a huge boost. If you get funded, great. It's another boost. But it's not it's I can almost guarantee it's not going to be the most competitive, um, you know, deal that you're going to get, right? Because right. there's a lot of investors uh, out uh, there, yeah. uh, whether it be angel or VC or whatever. And so there's there's definitely reasons to do it. It's just about knowing, like, why, why you really are. But don't you think in reality, it's probably what Bridget's intimidated by is the fact what it, how investors are. Oh, right? yeah. It's yeah. more about being intimidated by that whole presentation to an investor. Because I think we all think that's overwhelming, um, you know, because they're so... They're, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, they're it's, so perceived it's, like they're better than us. They know more than us. <laughs> or right? just intimidated because this is the person that you feel like is going to decide the future of your company. Right. I mean, that's intimidating right, from right, a standpoint right, of like right. they hold all the cards. Right. In this case, the cash. Um, but that that can be very intimidating. Even if you know in the back of your mind, there's 100 other investors out there that you could talk to. It still is. And then you you really drum it up. Right. With like the drama of the yeah. TV show and like you get 
you know, and for that woe. reason, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. You get like these, <laughs> these like iconic sayings and just big personalities and, right. and that's extra intimidating. Whereas, I mean, we know a lot of investors, um, some of them are very laid back. Some of them are very chill. Oh yeah. But yeah. it's, but it's you still, still have to produce everything they ask for. Exactly. They, well, they are still going to, they're still going to grill you for the details. Even yep. if they do it nicely, um, they're still going to make sure that you're, have all your ducks in a row. And going back to your earlier point, Right. If you have sales, that conversation gets so much easier. Right. There's there's oh, a there's exactly. a very different conversation if you're talking about like hopes and dreams in the market versus here's my sales. I want to scale. So that's a, something interesting. Did you guys ever see the one where the guy came on and he had these little like wiry things it looked like a, almost mesh netting that they stuck in his nose? You guys didn't see that it was like way early on. It was the most ridiculous looking thing I've ever seen in my life, but it literally covered your nostrils and it looked like netting. So you could still get air in, but it was really fine netting. And he's up there and they're like rolling their eyes and everybody's like, whatever. And he said, well, I have an order for like $4 million worth or four, like from some like air pollution country. I can't remember where. <laughs> and all of a sudden everybody on the panel's like, well, this just got interesting. And he pulled out the documents that showed he had this purchase order for these weird units because it, it filtered the air. And I mean, oh my God, everybody fought to fund it then. But it was so hysterical because, right? Who would have thought in a million years? So I am telling you, sales is it. And Puan, you, I know you can confirm this for me. We know someone that has been on Shark Tank, um, and I don't want to say too much because she's still working with them and I don't want to, whatever, tell too much about it. Because if I told you one little secret, you would know her. But um, really great. She's amazing um, founder. Um, she's gotten funding. She's gotten her product out to market. Um, but she, in my opinion, I felt like there was something missed from the start that could have made it this whole lot easier for her. And that is because I think her development from the very beginning, and I don't know enough to make the conclusions, but I feel like if we had understood the one-fifth rule in the beginning, we would have designed the product a little better. Um, I think it could have been done more affordably, I hope. And she's probably now on her third or fourth version, right, to start getting it more affordable so that she can do more mass appeal. And because when I, we, I spoke with her, she didn't have the numbers or the margins to be able to be profitable um, working in retailers. And that does limit your sales, right? I mean, so don't you agree with that? It, you know it better. You know the story better. And I don't, like I said, I don't want to give away anything because the product's fabulous. She's an incredible founder that knew nothing about product and has taken a really great product. But she's done several versions because of the cost, right? She's not getting the numbers. Or she just wants to offer better products. To she want to offer the better products. She want to improve, improve and just give more offering based on market what is getting. So she basically reading the market and doing that. So of course that require product development. And people think a lot of people think that once I have product out on the market, I'm in selling it. I'm done. Yeah. That's... And I think that's the mistake. A lot of thing. I think she is good because she is trying to improve that every time seeing what is the user feedback. She's getting the feedback from the people and using that to improve it, I think. So that's an I interesting concept, especially in context of Shark Tank, right? And how that can be leveraged or, or you know, any one of these. And I think it'd be interesting to explore some of these other platforms as well. But um, 
you know, if you're already, uh, and we see this actually, we established company, if you will, you already have a product and now you're trying to move into a, a second product, a different iteration, right? Or a new version of it. People will use Shark Tank or Kickstarter or others. Um, they often have some audience, but now they're going to leverage the platform to go into a broader audience, raise more funds, develop into it. And so a lot of times... Which people, was brilliant move for her. I think she had a really strong... The person we're talking about had a really good, strong, um, direct business. Yep. And now she could expand upon it. But I don't and think so, she can do retail. Right. And so you can, you can leverage it to you know, okay, maybe you do get funding, even though you already had sales, right? And now you're maybe leveraging it into a second or third or whatever fourth product. Um, it's kind of a kind of an interesting approach, right? Because now you have the exposure and publicity as well as some funding. So a lot of folks assume that, you know, oh, if you're on Shark Tank, it's like, you know, I just invented a product this is my first thing you know, I go do. Not always the case. Right. It's just people looking for funding. Yeah. Or, and it's <laughs> and it's whether you pass the audition with the producers. You yeah. guys, it's you have to, adding you personality, have to have personality to it and having a yeah, having a product. Um, it's interesting that you said that too, though, about her building because she's read her audience and she's gotta keep going. You guys, I've told you the story before. There's a company out there that did 35 million in two years on a viral video. Um, and they've had to find now avenues and ways to continue growth. And so, you know, that is sometimes getting out to retailers or partnering with other people, adding, I just saw they've added a new product and I'm about to present them with a new product. So um, you're right, you can't just take it for granted. Now, me personally, if I went viral and I saw 35 million and whatever, and the next step became hard, I probably would go sit on a beach, but I mean, that's, you know, but if you're here to, for the long haul and you want to have a business and you got, you do, you're going to have to continue to develop it. And so with Shark Tank, I have a client who we've been trying to help her get more sales um, because she did get funded and she did get on Shark Tank, but she used up her money and she hasn't been able to. Unfortunately, she brought on somebody who was not very, she spent a lot of money on a marketing person. Um, so she ate up her money fast and got no results from yeah. it. And um, so, you know, we've been trying to help and she's been trying to redefine, um, but she's still at it on her own. I yeah. mean, so. so and, and that's funny that, you know, really, it, even like our name, right? Before you tank, we, we talk about these things and even the name kind of is a subtle nod to it. It's like, if you, if you know these principles and you, you exercise them, then you're going to be better prepared for success if you do go on Shark Tank or anywhere else you get funding, right? Because just with that story, as you're mentioning, if you if you miss it, right, if you spend all your money on the wrong thing, then even if you were on Shark Tank, it's not a, it's not a guarantee of success, right. right? And even if you got funding, it's not a guarantee of success. So applying some of these things, even after you get funded, is, you know, absolutely you know doable that is so funny about before you tank because i guess we are before you tank so you could either be before you go on the show or before you actually fail which is right. more of what i was thinking when this industry sucks um but that's just funny that you caught that i i think i think as we talk about the shark tank stuff and what you see and understanding it, i do think that it's really important as this inventor person you are that you decide what your personal goals are because you guys it doesn't matter whether you get up and sell real estate or if you um go and are a janitor and clean things or you're a school teacher you know it's your life you only get one to live 
Um, you got to find that happiness, that balance. Like some people are so worried about being a CEO and having a successful product. And I learned early on, like, oh, man. I can be bossy, it's, but I don't want to CEO anything. I think if you're just going to go with that mindset, like you want to make money, 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 you're not going to be an inventor. You're not going to be successful in your business. To become success, you have to put a lot of you in that business. And to do that, it has to be, your, it needs to be your passion. It needs to meet your goals. So, if you know that, you will put 100% of you. But if you just don't know what you're doing it, you probably, you initially, maybe you will get successful, but then you will lose that traction and then you end up with getting fail, failing after some time. Because you're empty. You missed yeah. your purpose That's, in life. That is such a good that is such a good point, especially because there's there's all kinds of ways to do it. There's all kinds of ways to do products and businesses. You, you had a story that you talk about a couple of times, right, of somebody who started selling stickers, right? And selling them on Amazon. That is such a different approach than, hey, I'm going to do this big flashy thing. It's going to be on Shark Tank. I'm going to try to yep. build this huge, right? Two totally different business models. And one is a lot more, you know, for just a simple lifestyle. Hey, I'm going to spend more time with my kids unless. That's you know, him. So, He's a God guy. Yeah, exactly. If around. you, you want to you spend a lot of time with your kids, then you're not going to be in constantly in these like high, you know, sit stress situations with inventors and building the next thing nothing wrong with either one but you really got to know which one you're in for and isn't that the way to keep from it sucking so for me yeah. i know i've been doing this forever and there are days when i'm just done and i really because you guys it is like climbing up a mountain holding an anchor carrying four people on your back to get to where you want to go and and two percent make it and and so the days when it's really sucky and I'm just over the top, I have that moment where I go, but I love this. I love the right. score. I love that I did it, that I made it to the top and I got and I got there and it was great. And so we did this um startups weekend, um, Katie and I, and we, you know, we it's a immersive, intense weekend, but it, it gave you a real chance. And I remember we were working with one of the attendees and um, we took a look at her product and I like to put numbers to everything. So we kind of looked on the mm -hmm. board and we tried to figure out how big her industry was and we were just randomly getting it. And if she went with a licensing deal, it came out to, I remember coming out to 225,000 and you guys, that's, I usually take like quarter of the market and, you know, so we take a really, really, really realistic number and it was like 225,000. She's like, oh, then I don't even want to bother. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And so we were weighing out the two. Do we do we license or do we do it ourselves? And so I said, okay, well, let's wait a minute. So now if you used a distributor and you got to make $8 a piece per product instead of 5% royalty, what would that number turn out to be? And it was in the millions. And now she's like, oh, now you have my attention. Okay. But to do this, you got to manufacture, buy inventory, get it shipped and delivered to your distributor. And you got to hope your distributor gets it off to your retailers, which I still love that path. Um, are you open for running a company like that? And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of work. Well, over here, you give it, it's 225000 a year, but you give it and somebody else does all the work for you. And if they're really good and you get the right partner, we took one fourth of a percent of the market. You guys... Sarah Lee owns my pantyhose. They own 51%. So her 225,000 could have been a bazillion. And she's like, wow, I never stopped to look at it for the numbers. And then I had to ask, I'm sorry, 
would it be horrible to have an existing an extra two hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year? <laughs> Period. Just because you sat, she had literally invented this two weeks before she signed up for us. Two weeks later, she came and did the course. And that would be painful to only get 220, right? You guys like we, it's like me going, I'm sorry, I don't even buy a lottery ticket till it hits hundred mil. Like how stupid am I? Like 10 mil ain't bad. Like taking off 10 mil would be bad. <laughs> but I get hung up on that unless it's a hundred mil, I don't want it. And I think that's what we do, right? So I think Bridget, if Bridget realized that, look, I have a passion and a love for something. I would love for it to be successful, but I'm okay. If it could replace my salary and I made an impact, because she has a product that's, you know, really a contribution to society, um, isn't, is that enough? And if it is, then I think you have to follow your dream. Now, yeah. if you're trying to shoot for the moon and it's gotta be a hundred million dollar product and I gotta fight every day and I gotta work, what's his name, Tesla guy? Oh, Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah, if you're nuts <laughs> like that, and that's not your personality, then you need to let go. Yeah, I that, think. that is you such a good to, point. You need to follow that. You need it needs to be your personality. You can't try to do something else because you can only. You need to be yourself. If you're trying to be something else, it will work for a year, maybe two, but then <laughs> eventually you're just gonna get tired and you stop doing it. Yeah. You guys, I have a funny story. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And you don't need to be intimidated by someone else's path because it doesn't need to be your own, right? So if you see the that shark tank. That is huge. That is I'm huge. Hand. That is so true because isn't that the, what did they say? The fastest way to depression is to compare yourself yeah. to someone else. Yep. And and I, th I think we do that. And that's so funny because that leads into the story I have to share. There is an organization called Mind Valley, and Mind Valley does like, um, you know, like, um, self-improvement it's about meditation or you do what all the crazy things in life that we can do to better who we are um more in a maybe not spiritual but more in that kind of thing but he's pretty profound and the guy vision who who's founded it he has really spent years and years teaching people to get out of the mindset that it can't happen and we are we're taught from day one nope don't touch it nope can't be done nope doubt doubt no no right so when you're born all of a sudden you're told no it's hot don't do no no right and so his belief was wow do we have to really believe that's correct which is what you're saying do we have to know because that guy failed or that guy worked hard that that's my story mm -hmm. and so he tells a story he's in a coffee shop and he runs into someone he knows that's in business and they sit down to discuss where they're going and their goals. And Vision's like, well, I've grown now my platform from whatever it was to, you know, a 30% increase. And he said to his friend, so what is it you're working on? He said, I want to make $500 million this year. And they're sitting over coffee. And he said, oh, well, and did you have a strategy or plan? He goes, no, I'm just going to come here every day until something hits me. You guys, he made the goal. The guy sat there every day in his coffee shop. So his first goal was, this is what I want. I want to make a half a half a billion, half a billion dollars. Um, you guys, he went on for his next goal was a billion, just so you know. So his mind was, but he had these incredible criteria. I want quality of life. I want this. And so he literally sat down and created his goal and what he believed it should look like. And he went and did it. And he did it again. And in turn, it inspired uh, for us to be hearing the story. But that's what I believe. So, you know, Anthony Robbins once said it best, failure is only what you define it. So for me, if I don't try, I fail. Other than that, there's no failure. So that's why I pick up phone and talk to, you know, anybody on the planet. But 
I know how important it is to create your vision, your dream, your mission out of this to fit your personality. I learned that young. I know I'm sales. I'm going to talk your ear off. I'm not going to be the CEO where Keith sits here all the time going, okay, and we're going to wrap that up (laughs) because he thinks like that. So I think that would be my tip. My tip is know you. Figure out what your ultimate goal and dream is. If you're a big thinker, then think big and you won't be frightened. If you're a small, I'm happy to get by, this is what I want, then shoot for that and it will be comfortable and the rest will fall in place. Yeah, I'm going to go with the same thing. What you said is, is find out what your goals are. That's truly, truly allow yourself are. to have a genuine goal. Be yourself. Yeah. Don't try to be someone else that you see. Yeah. Yeah. And learn from them, but don't, you need to be you to be successful. And be happy. Yeah. And don't, I would say mine would be like, don't let FOMO, you know, determine what you decide. So the fear of missing out, right? Don't let, don't let, don't let that determine where you actually focus, right? Because you can often see someone else's success or read these amazing stories or hear them and and feel like you have to produce the same thing. Don't let that determine where you actually settle. Or the opposite. Just because they fail doesn't mean you will. Right, exactly. Exactly. And again, failure is not trying. So if you tried and it didn't work out the way you thought, when has that not happened in life and you got through it? So use all of that to your advantage. Um, Bridget, um, thank you again. We are truly, truly grateful. Um, you also asked us to discuss some manufacturing, and that's a huge topic, but we are we're going to respect that. Yep. And um, we will do that for you probably over several segments because it is a really deep topic. Um, but know that we're with you. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, Keith. Nice job.